0: look at some of the images of what your energy structure looks like so that because it's a visceral, it's kind of a remembering. When you see those images, you you can begin to imagine that's you and feel, you may even begin to feel your own energy.
1: Hi! Welcome to The Melrose Show! Melrose here! If you've listened to this intro before, you can click the forward button now eight times to get to the start of this episode. So before this version of myself, I was an artist, fashion designer, professional model, TV personality, small business owner, real estate agent, placement agent, and an institutional financial advisor, all before stepping into my current role, which I love in investor relations and podcasting professionnel. Woo! It was a wild ride to get here. And after all those jobs, living in six countries, 16 different cities and trying on many versions of myself, I have found that the best place to live is comfortably in my purpose and in a space and a community that allows me and wants to see me grow. And I want the same for you. Through my highly versatile career path and working with others on their dreams along the way i decided to start this podcast to try to help people understand that life is not a race it's a marathon career is not a ladder it's a jungle gym and that i really believe truly the best way in life is following curiosity my curiosity has me focused on career plants shadow light and integration work art permaculture, and community building. These are my purposes in life. And for me, they all go together. They're topics that we will explore together throughout time on this podcast. And I come here to connect you to unique ideas from incredible people. The aim is to help us all grow more into our purpose-driven lives. This podcast supports a community of amazing humans that meet on full moons to howl and heal. We are a global community. Many are interviewed on this podcast, and I invite you to join us offline after the show. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this exploration journey with people from around the world who have self-actualized in their lives in some way. Hopefully, they will inspire you in your own authentic journey. Enjoy! Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Melrose Show. We are here today with Dr. Colleen Lindstrom, chiropractor, craniosacral therapist, and sacred anatomy energy medicine practitioner.
0: Hi. Hi. Hi, everybody.
1: She's also my cousin. (laughs) Uh, Our parents were best friends and we grew up doing everything together. I essentially exist because her mom loved her so much that she wanted another one and then convinced my mom to have another one. So thank you for existing because you're the reason I exist.
0: My pleasure.
1: <laughs> Her mom was uh, Mama Linda, and we have had the be- we had the best childhood growing up, and I'm so excited to have you as a guest today, not only because you're someone who is somebody that we haven't really had healers and someone of this nature on the show, but mm-hmm. also because we're doing it in person, and this is so fun to actually get to look at your face. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to this career and what exactly this career is?
0: Yes. I grew up thinking, what am I going to be when I grow up? Am I going to be a doctor, a lawyer, a ballerina? And in college, after your second year, they start asking you, what do you want to major in? And I was thought to myself what like I have to choose something right now for the rest of my life oh I know it's so mm-hmm. annoying mm-hmm. yes and no <laughs> none of your choices are what I want and I did what I think everybody should do is take a break so I went backpacking in Europe with one of my best friends at the time and That summer, um, as we were traveling, uh, I pulled out some reading material that my step grandfather had given me, and he kind of tucked it in my backpack. And I started in the middle of the book, as I usually do, you know, scanning it. And what I noticed is that it was these short stories about miracles that had happened. So a man's eyesight was restored and a child was in the breech breech position and then turned head down and was it was able to be born vaginally and people's back pain diminished and all of these healing stories and i was thought to myself what am i reading what is this and it was the chiropractic adjustment And I said to myself in that moment on the train eating bread and Nutella, I want to experience miracles for the rest of my life every single day. So I came back from Europe. I proclaimed my desires and that's after that summer I was in chiropractic school. And chiropractic school was a great experience. I learned about the body and its magnificence and how it's always working for you and your body heals itself and there's this homeostasis and systems and uh, it was so delicious. And then after school, shortly after school, um, I fell in love and got married and had two beautiful babies at home. And I realized when they were young, the children were young, I wanted to learn a more gentle technique that would honor their little baby nervous systems. And so I learned cranial sacral therapy. And that was amazing because then I was working with infants from the very beginning of their life and helping them align and moms and families. And then I realized there's more to this. Like, there's more to the body. There's not only the physical, but there's also the spiritual, the mental, and the um, emotional. And I started feeling other subtle energies around people. And you know when the student's ready, the teacher appears. I... Found the Sacred Anatomy Energy Medicine.
1: Okay, so for people listening, yeah. what exactly <laughs> is craniosacral therapy?
0: Yes. yes, I would love to share that
1: because we you know what chiropractic is. If you don't, it's the correction of the spine and healing of the nervous nervous system. Nervous system.
0: Mm-hmm. So, and then what's craniosacral? So cranial sacral. So cranial is cranium, your head. And then sacral is your sacrum, which is in your pelvis, and it's called sacrum because it's sacred. And the cranial sacral rhythm, there's essentially a sac around the brain and then the spinal cord. And in that sac that's kind of protecting the brain and spinal cord is cerebral spinal fluid. And this fluid does this very gentle flexion and extension all throughout the day to pump this like almost uh ocean inside of you that's clearing and taking um toxins away from the central nervous system cuz if your central nervous system is blocked and stagnant and toxic then your perception is being filtered through that um so the cranial sacral is a very gentle technique cranial sacral therapy is a very gentle technique to restore that cranial sacral rhythm and to balance the nervous system with the parasympathetic which is the calming feed and breed nervous system and the par- or in the sympathetic which is the fight or flight which many of us are in
1: all the time all the
0: time and And we're, you know, according to,
1: we need that fight or flight because that's how we learn, right? And that's how we evolved because we were running away from giant animals. Yes. But now we perceive all sorts of things, emotional things as threats, all these other things as threats. So a lot of people are in fight or flight all the time. And actually before, you used to be in fight or flight maybe one time a day, maybe once every couple days now we're in it every day, multiple hours of the day.
0: Constantly. And when your body's in that fight or flight, your body's act, reacting to it physically. So it's shutting down the blood flow to your belly and your um, digestive system, your elimination system. And, and you're just kind of, it's breaking us down. So we have the
1: Chiropractic which led you to the craniosacral therapy and then what's the sacred anatomy energy medicine part?
0: Yes, the sacred anatomy energy medicine is a, a There's a technique that helps support the Sacred anatomy which is also called the subtle anatomy Which is also called the anatomy of the soul so rather than a body with a soul we're really a soul with a with a little body and the sacred anatomy is around us with us every single lifetime so it's 20 feet in all directions and at the center of our core we're made of divine light that can never be broken or damaged and the sacred anatomy has systems Similar to the physical body. So, the physical body has a nervous system and its job is to perceive uh, input. And the sacred anatomy has a nervous system. It's called the template and its job is to call in source energy to fuel your soul's purpose and fuel you in your life. So, there They're similar, yet different, but all together. So it's ultimately a holistic way to be with people, to be with the wholeness of who they are in the physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental.
1: And so you can work on that energy around us now. I remember probably seven, six or seven years ago, I messaged you and your sister and a few other people. I'm like, let's have a book club. And you're like, sorry guys, I only read books about energy. Like I'm busy learning about energy. And I was like, oh, what books can, it's been so beautiful to watch you work on each piece of this and also heal me several times in the process. Um, For those of you listening, you're like, this is weird. This, like, this is alternative. Um, I also kind of was like, what is this? We were going to Italy for your sister's wedding mm-hmm. and I had six months earlier been in Vietnam and I got, I thought I had food poisoning, but it was beyond that. It was like a, like a poltergeist situation. They came into my, ho- this was my 30th birthday. They came into the hotel. They were trying to give me fluids. I couldn't keep anything down. Stupidly, I ate a coconut in the airport. So I thought maybe I had a parasite I went back to New York, I was sick for like, volatilely sick for two weeks, and then I um, I could I went to like six doctors, and I spent about $5,000 on doctors, and we were going to Italy, and I hadn't had a morning where I could sit up, it was one of my sides, I don't have an appendix, so it wasn't my appendix, I could never stand up straight, I just had this pain in my side, and I and, and my mom wasn't going to the wedding, remember, and so, um, your sister said you know my sister's doing this thing called craniosacral therapy and I said well what is that she said well she can move things around in your body without really like doing surgery or anything like that I said that's fascinating and I said okay I really wanted it she's like she wants I want she wants to work on you I'm like I would love that I didn't tell anybody where this pain was no one knew and we're walking on, down Ischia in this beautiful island in Italy and you're like I this is where I want to do the healing of you this is where I want to work on you So your husband took your kids, and they went off, and you laid me down in the sand, and people, I kid you not, she started scanning my body, you know, I'm laying flat, she's got her hands about three inches off of me, and she goes right to where the pain is, and she said, oh my gosh, Melissa, there is a... I, like you got kind of excited because I don't think you felt something that crazy on somebody yet and you were like okay stay calm stay calm and, and I was like I'm like, I'm just shocked you found that But so I think you were also calming yourself down because you are like okay this is where I get to do my work and, you, and then she maybe t- you touched my stomach like maybe one or two times and then you were like okay we're going to move it out now and then you ushered it down like to my feet and I was like first of all that was very strange you went right to that but second of all, how does this work? So you said, okay, don't drink any alcohol. And for the next couple of days, keep your thoughts really positive. So I did it. And the next morning I woke up and it was the first time in six months I could sit up straight. And I didn't even think about it. I just woke up out of bed. I stretched my body. And then I go, holy crap, this works. And I was like... You know, I don't care what the science is behind I don't care anything. I've been to multiple doctors. I've been to so many people. This is the doctoring that I need, and this is what did it. And I think it's also because I totally 100% trust you, mm-hmm. but I think a part of me was testing you. And, and I think that it's one of the reasons why now multiple times I've come back to you. After my dad died, I was alone in the room when my dad died with my dad, and this energy was sitting on me and it got bigger and bigger and bigger and I couldn't it took all my energy to walk like 20 feet to a door and I flew to California and you worked on me and I walked out of your studio like floating and I'm telling you this is this is the ener- this is the medicine for me and so when people don't believe it I'm like well I can't explain it, but it's healing me. So you just did another session on me and my boyfriend for two days, and it was incredible. And both of us have just been like floating the, la- the last two days. So I guess you kind of achieved your goal of, at least with me, I, we've had three miracles um, in a course of maybe 10 years working together on this specific type of work. Are you seeing these miracles every time you're working? How, what This must be such rewarding work for you. Yes.
0: Chills. I um, just recently helped a baby um, turn from the breech position in utero and we did it distantly. Wow.
1: Oh yeah, so you can do distant
0: healing, which is the coolest part. Yes. So I guess what I would say, because I hear you and I do know what everybody's thinking, I would say that we all have the ability to dream big and know that there's the possibilities are endless. And that moment when I said I wanna witness miracles, I didn't care how I did those or what my venue was or my tool was. I just knew that's what I was gonna do and I am so humbled because every time I do a session, I'm so open. I do not say, I'm getting in there and I'm gonna get a miracle. I don't do that <laughs> because that I don't I don't even remember that I want that. I just it's it's kind of like my intention always, mm-hmm. and I really appreciated just hearing your story in Italy because I don't even remember that it's I don't remember that that's what it how ha- how it happened or how and I'll never forget it I, and I right. could never forget it because
1: we I you were told by we're told. So we're told by so many people. That you have to do this and you have to take this medicine. You have to do that. And it's like you guys are missing the most important piece, which is that I'm infinite and that what carries my infiniteness is hurting. And there's a reason it's hurting. Right. And I need someone to work on that.
0: Right. Correct. Like, I remember reading this post. It was so beautiful. It was a doctor from um, the past and it was a woman and she came, doctor, my throat hurt. And the doctor says, my dear, your throat doesn't hurt. You're not speaking the truth. Mm. Doctor, my heart is beating fast and feels like I'm having a, a heart attack. And the doctor says, my darling, your heart is fine. Your heart, your physical heart is fine. You're not expressing your love or playing big enough. Doctor, doctor, my tummy hurts. My dear, your tummy is fine. There's nothing in it. You're not allowing yourself to receive all the energies you need to fulfill your soul's purpose. So it's like if we come back to remembering who we are, what we came here to do, it supports the fullest health and vitality of who we are instead of, like you said, most of the structure that we are living in is, you. I have to live in this box. You have to be only these careers. You only have to choose from these careers. You have to go to this doctor for this problem and this doctor for this problem. And so to, it, to be thyself is super courageous. Mm. To be who you are and to listen to thyself is the most courageous thing you can do in your life. Yes,
1: yes, and to understand that your sicknesses in your body are manifestations of your emotional and your spiritual life.
0: Yes, and or often. A less often. Yes, I'm not saying always, N- but like also it could be um, a lesson, a karmic lesson, right. a, a, a bit a, an opportunity to triumph and learn.
1: Yeah, because there are things in traditional medicine that are going to treat the thing, the aches that you have. Like you can take Tylenol if you have a headache. You can also go sit in nature and take 10 deep breaths and it will probably also go away. Yeah. Or you can or talk detox. to somebody who's going to love you. Yeah. Or, you know, drink water. Yeah. So there's things you can do that are not just medicinal by, the, by these pharmaceutical ways of treating things. Right. Um, and I think that that's really important and but i also think it's dangerous because i think that there's a system that um makes money off of of that type of way of treating uh this and yeah. so i think that as healers you have to be careful in a way because when You know, I just think that the system is not set up to understand this. But I do think once we start measuring energy, quantifying energy, that we'll be like, okay, well, actually, we have to work with our own energy. Yeah. So I want to talk about um, something that you did because my whole life, my throat bothered me right there. And recently, we did a session and it fixed that. And I'm not going to explain why or how. But what I want to talk about is that I want to go a little deeper into the energy around us. So one of the reasons that, that you can treat people um, from a distance is because the, is it because 20 feet down we have a resonating chamber that connects us all to each other inside of the earth? Or is it because we're connected by the air? Or what is the reason why you, how can, why can you treat people uh-huh. from a
0: distance? Yes, because we're just energy. So and I don't mean just. We are energy and we are different forms. We are. What's the opposite of just? Um, we are. We are the truth. <laughs> and so our bodies are congealed light, which means condensed and like um, saturated. That's why it's very easy to see them. And then we have this subtle energy around us. And energy is no time or space. It just is. Oh, without the just. It is. Energy (laughs) is. And so when I work with people distantly, we're on the phone or on Zoom, and I ask them for permission to make a thought form of them. And we make a thought form, and we connect, and then I work with them. And you said
1: it's actually sometimes better because sometimes when you have the physicality with each other, there's all this
0: communication going on. Yeah. That it like it might block the work even it, in a way. Right, because then we're in the we're in the 3D. We're like here we are gunk. Yeah. We're right here, but when read all of this. Yes, like my my hair, my <laughs> arm, my gestures, my. Um, so when you're distant and we're just working purely with the soul then the it feels so infinite and possible like so much feels possible and so when okay when you worked on me
1: um there were you'll you do this thing where you're like there's somebody sitting in your space Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it right but I'll try and then you tell me the right way to say it so um the when, we're, when we were working together there, you said there's someone sitting in your space, in your, in your subtle energy, like orb, I guess, Fields, in yeah. your field. And so can you talk a little bit about that process? How people can sit in our space and we have to remove them. And when you did remove the few people that, you know, I allowed to be in my space who maybe had overstayed their welcome, you helped remove that from my space. And I have to tell you, um, we both had the experience my boyfriend and I both had the experience where we just felt so much... We felt very purified, but we really felt the space in front and behind and around us expand when you did this. Mm-hmm. And it's a really beautiful feeling mm-hmm. that I would wish for everybody mm-hmm. to just reclaim their space around them. So can you talk a little about that process?
0: Yes, I'd love to. I think our culture has gotten really murgy and inappropriate where we think that... I, I like to use this example, like the used car salesman, like you turn the TV on and it's like he jumps or she jumps out of the TV with their energy. And you're like, they're like come on down and you can get this and, and you will throw in the bathroom sink and you're in there. You're like, oh. and so it's, they're actually using their energy to manipulate and get what they want. And our culture has kind of gotten really mergy and enmeshed. Space and, invasive. Yes. that's the Space real, invaders everywhere. Space invaders. So the truth is, is that you're sovereign. I'm sovereign. You're divine. I'm divine. I get, I have everything I need. You have everything you need. I can sit and stand witness to your divinity. You can sit and stand witness to my divinity and together we can co-create in this universe. So I don't need you to do anything to make me better and you don't need me to do anything to make you better, but in our in our culture it's like only if you did this it would be better. If you bought this from me, you would be better. And so when you add in the intimate relationships with people
1: that you actually interact with regularly, or let's say someone passes and, and you, you're you missing quote yeah. unquote them or you are you attach yourselves to them maybe to remember them uh-huh. then it's almost like you, you don't mean to do it but so even with people that are intimate to you they, they can sit in your space even yeah. if they're existing and walking around on the planet or they're not, they yeah. can be in your space
0: yes and so there's two different type of phenomenons that happen so there's the there's more but for this we'll talk about the majors so the first one I was explaining is called an inappropriate energetic relationship and that's with people who are living probably your family members or your children or your friends or even colleagues it's like when I know I have one I know that I keep thinking about them and I'm like why are they in my space like I can't stop thinking about how to make this better how to do something better and it's just it's exhausting. You're like festering and depleting, on it. festering. Ugh. And the other phenomenon that you were talking about is when because we're we never really die, we always have the anatomy of our soul. Um, people that have passed can be in your structure in your space to give you a message or a warning. And what happens is that because We are open. I am open to this experience. I'll explain an example. Um, My mom has passed, and she came into my structure because she wanted to tell me where money was. And I guess I wanted that. (laughs) and So she came in to tell me that. So I was open to that experience for her to come in. When somebody's in your structure... You may feel depleted, uh, foggy headed, irritable, dizzy or sluggish because it's like taking up space. And so you're not like having all of this um, availability to receive what you need. You're actually having this um, interference with the, the flow. Mm, I have goosebumps when you say that
1: because I get highly irritable. Um, And I can feel it now and I get it, Mm -hmm. you know, and I totally am like, why was I always so irritable? But it's because I'm a sensitive person and I'm a very loving person. And so I'm very open at all times. So I'm open to my expression of myself. Everyone who knows me knows that I will always tell you what I'm thinking. Uh and I'll always want to sit down and and have a conversation Mm -hmm. with anybody. Anybody who I've been through that I had anything, like, I've always been open and available to that inter, to that interception and that conversation. One thing that you've taught me is that I'm allowed to claim my space, you know, and I'm allowed to do that. And I think one of the ways I love, one of the things you told me that I loved was, I was like, well, you know, you have three calls today. Are you sure you want to work with me? And you're like, well, no, because this doesn't affect you're like I sit on the outs I sit on the outskirts or the edge. I, I sit on the edge. Yes. And like you're not you're not like giving in this not this isn't an energy exchange with you. You're actually guiding us into how to manipulate the energy. It doesn't take out of you. Yeah. Which I find so interesting.
0: Well, thank you for bringing that point up because I actually found Sacred Anatomy Energy Medicine another reason why is because I was so busy in my practice and I would come home depleted and my husband was like, what are we, what are we going to do for the rest of our lives? (laughs) Like I can cook you good food. You can take baths. You can do yoga. You can meditate. But if your energy is not clear and you, and you aren't, I I don't want to say clean, but you're not aware of thyself, then all those things can become just another action and they're not really helping because if the root of the problem is that you are giving your energy away all day or somebody's in your structure or you have a vibration in your structure that's bombarding you then it doesn't matter how much water you drink or how much you lay on the earth or like it just is so depleting so that's why I can work with people and I can maintain my energy level throughout the day. In your sacred anatomy, you have a chi pool that's at the bottom of your structure and it's an endless supply of energy to fuel you. So it's like once you know these parts of yourself, you can use them. They're, they're you. It's there inside of you to support you.
1: Love that so much and I've always been someone who people say how do you have so much energy and when I was 18 I discovered this book called the Celstein prophecy and it sat it it's talked a great about a great book it's a good <laughs> intro to energy book um, but one of the things it says is that people are walking around this is why people are obsessed with vampires I think and zombies because people are just walking around trying to steal each other's energy and implant themselves in each other's space and, and steal from each other. Instead of just being like, no, no, I'm an infinite resource. And it tells you to connect with nature. So sit with a tree. You yeah. can get it a lot of exchange of from a course. tree. But I think even one level up, when working with you, I learned, no, actually, I'm the infinite source of energy. Yes. I don't need to get it from the tree. But I've never, I've tried to not steal it from people. Yes. I've had my moments. But I remember I was dating somebody who was very famous and he would perform in front of 30,000 people at a time and I would always want to have an interaction with him before and he would be like I can't because it takes so much energy for me to perform and I wish I would have known what you've taught me what you've taught all of us right now to tell him which is don't stand up there and absorb 30,000 people's energy of course you're in pain you know afterwards and so I think he always wanted to preserve his energy so he could give it all away but it's so Mm. interesting for celebrities for singers for performers to understand that what they're doing might not be the right way they also need to be sitting on the edge when you have a ton of people when you're in the public eye I think this is something that will be so powerful for you to teach that community of people which is that and they must come upon the knowledge that you have come upon, which is you kind of have to sit on the edge and you have to kind of let the energy flow mm-hmm. and be an observer of it and not take it into your vessel, into your structure, and then like try to give it back. Because mm-hmm. that, that can really manifest in physical ways. And I've heard from a lot of people that are public people, they've got these, all these different ailments. And I think it's because they're, you know, when you perform in front of that many people, And you're actually taking on that many people's energy. They're all looking at you, maybe you and five other people. That must be exhausting. And you can see a lot of people just get exhausted when they're in the public eye. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was not a public person per se for very long. And I was very afraid of it. After people recognized me in public and I was on TV and it was it was very scary for me because I'm somebody who takes on energy and now I know not to and I know how to not to. But it was very scary to not have that information and just be thrust into the public eye. Mm-hmm. So I guess, what's, what are your tips for people to kind of create a sacred structure that people can't be in? And I, yeah, I guess, what, what, how do people who are open to what you're saying proceed with having a better life after listening to you? Yes, of
0: course. I would um, go to yoursacredanatomy.com or um, my website, drcolleenlindstrom.com and look at some of the images of what your energy structure looks like so that because it's a visceral, it's kind of a remembering when you see those images, you, you can begin to imagine that's you and feel, you may even begin to feel your own energy. So we have the physical body. We can all feel that. And then off of our physical body, we have electricity. It's called the human electrical um, uh, magnetic field. And that's the energy of electricity that's why we're alive so that you can also go to get an EKG and they can read your heart beat or your mental nerve impulses and they can also do those pictures sometimes people call this the aura so this is the energy off of you three to five feet and that's the that's the human electromagnetic field. And then beyond that, in all directions, is the subtle energy. And this energy is um, more, it's softer, it's not as electrifying, and it's calming, and it's spacious, and it feels whole and big and supportive. And I invite you to look at the images and just begin to imagine that around yourself and I loved when I became when I learned was to be in relationship with people even when we were sitting as we are right now imagining where is your energy where's your edge and where's my edge and meeting each other In the bigness of who you are in your structure and the bigness of who I am in my structure and then we have this between us this thin you know as we're sitting across from each other this thin space where the universe can fill us this entire time all the time and it's just a way to begin to imagine being centered and being with other people And then I really encourage every single human being to take the EDGE practice workshop. It's uh, a workshop to learn the five um, steps to a strong energy boundary. And in this course, you learn how to be present, to, to bring in your spirit, to bring in your essence and your presence into your body. You learn how to ground into yourself and be strong and like tethered to thyself. You learn how to feel your human electromagnetic field and how to pull it in because the human electromagnetic field is for you. It's to keep you alive and so if you're using that to make deals or create relationships you're ultimately like depleting yourself so you learn how to pull that in to flourish and be vital and then you learn how to go to the edge of your structure and like this is the seat of the of compassion where you get to be aware of all that you are and then to be with others in all that they are so you're not like you learn how to not allow their process to influence you because that's just their process. It has nothing to do with you. Like we take everything so personally. We're like, let me do that for you or let me do it. No, it's just being with them. And the last step is learning how to, um, invite the monkey mind out to the edge so you can remain in the center because, The monkey mind is like that on the hamster wheel, like, I got to do this, I got to do that. And it keeps you from being, can keep you from being in the moment, present, clear, here. Yeah. Let that monkey mind, like, just
1: sit on the edge and tell other people's edge, like, yo, yo, you can't come in here, (laughs) y'all. Yo, 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 or
0: read this book for me and eat a banana. Yeah, you do that. Do that over there (laughs) while I be over here. I'll call you if I need you.
1: Do you think the reason that there's so much discontentness within uh, countries and places where people seem to be successful but really are unhappy is because that edge has really started to just, like, filter in with other people's edges. Like, there is no edge, you know? So their edge is just kind of receiving at all times. So you have 50 relationships, you have 35 issues going on, or you're, you're worrying about other people's process, you know? And all that energy could be, be being put towards your purpose. and yes. your. Everyone has a purpose
0: yes. here. Yes, yes.
1: Even if the purpose is to have a, just a good, peaceful life. Yes. in a body because all your other lives have been so
0: intense right well that's really beautiful that you're asking so two things in when we were tribal communities in our history in history we would um take on each other's energy because that was helpful for the tribe like feeling that susie Probably not Susie, but um, <laughs> Susie was out in the woods and we needed to help her. That was important to feel her energy. Or um, Sally's a little bit on the um, you know, mentally ill spectrum. Let's try and heal her. However, as you're saying, in our culture, in the modern world, we're around people all the time and our consciousness has grown from that moment when we were tribes we are now more aware of who we are and the possibilities um of creation and the other point that i was gonna say is the purpose piece is we are the same person as we've been since the beginning of time so our anatomy of our soul holds Every single birth, life, death, trade, experience, trauma, everything that we have had happen to us or triumphed in our Akashic records in the etheric layer. Like it's in us. So our purpose has been the same since the beginning of time. We've always had the same purpose and we have been striving to fulfill that purpose. And yes, maybe this lifetime is like, just enjoy yourself. You've been through some stuff, but you will still be desiring to fulfill your purpose in the joy of, of the life. Mm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And I feel like I do find pockets of people who are experiencing life in a way that is harmonious and is really beautiful and then i find other pockets right next door where people are fighting and fussing and in complete discontentment and i think to myself this is heaven and hell on earth you know heaven and hell are earthly concepts and how we choose to live our life is a definition of this eternity because am I going to perpetuate that or am I going to perpetuate that? Why would I want to live like that? Yeah. Um, why would I want to live positive? Why would I want to live negative? But it's more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. where am I at in my process? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that it's beautiful. I think, I love when you work with someone, you say, are you open to the possibility? And, and are you open to the possibility, people listening, you know, that if this is your truth, how does it affect your life? in a way that makes every experience and every day better. Isn't it worth that being your truth? In my, in my opinion, it's worth it being my truth. But everyone has their own truth.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I love when people are open enough to think, we don't have to live in a way that doesn't feel good. We're yes. not actually supposed to do that. Yes. But, so it's, it is beautiful. And, and I, I've learned so much just through spending some time with you and your husband and your kids from alchemy to TikTok to <laughs> sacred anatomy, it's like uh, my mind is and my body and my soul, everything is just like ever-expanding and it makes me want to live closer to you. You know, I know you can heal me from a distance, but I'm just <laughs> like, we need a commune. People who are listening who are like, you know, maybe being a traditional professional doesn't appeal to me and I'm thinking about something alternative career-wise, what do you... you it sounds to me like you were open enough to being guided Mm -hmm. in by your own path and Mm -hmm. you found it Mm -hmm. and I'm so proud of you for being that person Mm -hmm. because I'm so blessed and I mean wealthy that I know you in a way Uh, what would your advice be for somebody who's thinking I don't know what I want to do but I feel my energy that there's something I need to do more
0: yes I recommend you always start with remembering your purpose because it's written in your soul so that's an online course that I have because what I realized early on in practice I didn't know you had that yes nice yes so um, dr Colleen you can purchase it it's three hundred dollars and you will remember your soul's purpose and if you don't I will help you because it's there um, guaranteed. Um, I remember that the people that came into my practice that knew why they were here would heal faster. And I was like, there's something to this. They want back in the game Mm. and the game of life. And I was like, that's radical. And when I learned the sacred anatomy, at the core of who we are we talked about that divine light that can never be broken or damaged it's a triple current stream and it's divine purpose at the center of your being and uh, divine function and divine wisdom and when you know your purpose and it is at the center and the core of who you are and you are nurturing that you will stay on your sure-footed path because the desire to fulfill that purpose is so important and the world needs your purpose that is how we work together harmoniously Uh, in giving an example Melissa, me, those that are listening, we are all made of 50% pure source energy. So we're 50% the same. We're all the same. But thank goodness, we're 50% individual. So the divine source inside of me yearns and desires for the expression of the divine individual source of you. Mm. So, because I can't do that. I can only do me and I can do me really well. And I love doing me. You're doing you really well, by the way. Yes. But how fun is it when other people are doing them and you're like, you see that performer that is just like gives you chills and is standing and their power and their essence, or you hear an inspirational speaker and you're like blown off your seat because you're like, yes, or what if it's... They're tapped the, in. Or it's the, the food you eat or it's... There's so many possibilities. There's so many of us here. There's so many expressions of divine source that are like available. So I recommend in your career and in your life, knowing your purpose is the most important piece because from that you can create the job or the career of your dreams i I, i'm pretty sure everybody listening is from this moment forward is been in this past six or four months of this pandemic and because what it's july 26 2020 right now the old way isn't working it's falling apart it's falling away the new is coming, and so if you're feeling emotional and you're feeling confused, it's perfect. You're so right on point because the old structure of the way you thought things were supposed to be were were made. Oh, so amazing,
1: I. I'm, I keep thinking about this one thing, I, I recently read Return to Love and then I got Course in Miracles, which is a very heavy-duty heavy book, uh-huh. but I can't get past the third page uh-huh. or the second page because there's a line on it, and it's, and it's essentially everything that I get from you, which is time is a tool that helps you get to your purpose, and once you get to your purpose, time doesn't exist.
0: Oh, that is profound. It's amazing. Because if you think about it, if we've been fulfilling our soul's purpose this whole time, every single lifetime, yeah, then what is time? We're going to never get it done and we're going to get it done. Because yeah. it just is.
1: You're just basically essentially existing in your 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 50% source and your 50% individuality, all of it being divine. But when you're at that point and i think most of us can relate to this and you know so many parents are quick to throwing their kids on adhd medicine. oh how much so many kids are quick to pointing um putting their kids on 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 drugs and i'm really grateful my mom didn't do that to me because i was totally hyperactive and what she did is she put me in every single class imaginable and 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 she found That she couldn't keep, like, I got kicked out of dance classes. I got kicked out of this class. I couldn't keep, like, my attention on something um, long enough. But she one day put some crayons down in front of me and she realized I disappeared. Time ceased to exist. Six hours later, she was like, that's her thing. Art is her thing. And so she put me in every single art class. And what I realized is art for me was my black hole. And so art was always a release for me. If I had a tough day at school, if even today. And that's why turning art into something that made money for me didn't make sense. Because I needed to always be available to me. And I wanted an intellectual pursuit, which is community and connecting with people. And that's And I love relationship. And so I'm lucky that at some point in my life I figured this out. But art for me is my black hole. I will literally go into this time warp and it doesn't exist to this day if I'm sewing something, if I'm painting, if I'm drawing. I even think relationship building has an art to it. So if I see it as art, time doesn't exist. Mm. And it's and I bet everybody can find that one thing that time disappears. Yes, for sure. And that's the that's the thing. That's your thing. That's your thing. And we're masking it with with um, with drugs on our kids, or, or vices, or mm-hmm. d- television, or reading thriller books, or cooking, or maybe, the, but by the way, maybe all those things are your thing. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but we have so many distractions, so if you haven't found that thing and you keep distracting yourself, even with volatile relationships can be a big distraction too, but if you haven't found that thing, I just wish that for everyone to find your, the me thing too. you're like, let me dump, jump into this. Black hole,
0: you know, yeah, I love that you call it a black hole because <laughs> the black hole is infinite possibilities, yeah that 's like the blank page, the black hole, the like the 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 openness of like just being, even the white light, you know whatever yeah, it is it's just it is. time doesn 't exist anymore, mm-hmm. and I
1: think that that 's so beautiful. So I love that. I wish I knew that you had that course like five years ago. I would have done it to try to figure out my purpose, although I still think I'm going to end up just being a – in my retirement days, I'll be like a – I'll just make giant art um, or like giant shell phones that people can go and sit inside of and listen to the waves wherever they are. And I love that that's something that you can teach to people. Yeah,
0: I just – I realized that a lot of people think – our purpose is our career or that our purpose is like a certain um you know job but i'm just gonna share my purpose is to help all beings remember their light so it doesn't matter what i do as long as i'm fulfilling that promise it doesn't matter if it's like smiling at the stranger that's crossing the street Or supporting somebody healing. Or helping my child learn something that helps them feel lit up. Or listening to you and and witnessing you. And what I think a lot of people believe is that their purpose is... My purpose is to have a healing shop. Or a cooking cookbook. Or my purpose is to have... So the purpose is... Something sellable. Right. The purpose is big. Like the purpose may be... My purpose is to um, help um, bring justice and freedom to uh, children. My purpose might, may be to bring more joy and um, beauty to the world. So it's not it's not like you get it right. I, yeah, I get it, and
1: you know it reminds me of this song that I found it probably a year ago, maybe a little longer ago. It's called Bergs by Mount Wolf, uh-huh. and it's Alan Watts talking. And i uh, it's I have listened to it probably three thousand times, and the reason I keep listening to it is because the first hundred times I listened to it, I sobbed, I cried very hard, you know, and because
0: then, it's a story. What because is it?
1: because it's it's him saying essentially we have forgotten why we came here and we have not come here to see how inventive we all are we've come here to connect with each other and to and and if you let all the other stuff go we're supposed to just be like we're having an awesome time this is so fabulous an awesome time and and we should get to the end of our lives and being highly recommending this to others you know we should be having an awesome time and we forgot what we came here for we forgot That we were, like, up there going, I want to be a part of that. Yeah,
0: and I want to meet you, and I want you to challenge me. And then I'm going to forgive you. Yeah. Because I really needed that. Thank you so much. And our purpose is to
1: love each other and do, like, things that connect us, our individuality to the source, you know? Yeah. And I love it because you give me the language to express something that I really needed to say. Yeah. And 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 listening to Alan Watts gives me language to express something, and I feel like we do cry when we hear those things because it's almost tears of joy. You're like, true. I've been looking for this yeah, truth and I how to it. express this, you know. And I can express it. I'm visual, so I'll express it through like a story or a painting or a piece of fashion, you know. But it's nice to have the words, yes, you know. And and I think that that get touches me when I find something that also like has the words. what were your biggest challenges along this not just career path but your your expressing your purpose path mm-hmm. do you think
0: my my biggest challenges were people challenging me <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they serve you no, but the challenges serve, serve you
0: yes as they do and so before i learned all this i was like kind of a people pleaser and wanting to make everybody happy and it's all good for everyone and that didn't that wasn't serving me because that was depleting and not it's not true I don't have to make other people feel good but it's not my per. it's not my job it's not your job it's not our job um, we can be kind and loving and yes that's part of our job and commitment is being a human being and staying kind but um, when people would challenge me, it would, at first, it would take me down a little bit. I would have to contemplate or, um, you know, go and do some inner inner work around that and... Um, or control. And, and as I mature and evolve, I realize those challenges and the times of control... Are like the most times where I go inward and I realize I'm actually playing way too small way too small way too small like when people are attacking my um, my being I again at the edge of compassion I know that they're attacking their fears They're that what they're scared of or what they're worried about because I know who I am I know my intention. I am clear and I remember and I remember and I am kind and loving so Mm. when I let them penetrate me, it's I it's almost like a Colleen where are you playing too small like why would you even let this? Influence you and then I realize Oh yeah, because I'm supposed to be teaching the entire world about how fabulous they are and I and I haven't taught and I haven't shared that with them yet. So they don't get it and does it make sense? Totally. Um
1: it makes perfect sense to me and I think Oh, it's it's just it's nice to be with somebody who remembers and I I'm called to tell a story about when after you worked on us over the weekend, and I, I, you had said something like, "I have to stop being in the role of trying to convert people to just believe in this," and the reality is that you're, in my opinion,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which doesn't really matter. But if it if it feels true, I think there's a lot of us out there who are right on the precipice of, um, of a breakthrough to live in our full energy expression our full expression of ourselves and those are the people the people who have our years down this spiritual energetic you know path where they feel like they're they're pretty much they know their purpose I feel like you really helped get me over that like Mm -hmm. hump in a way Mm -hmm. and now the just I know I know my my bigness and and I know I'm gonna go there and it's and I feel like it's a breakthrough and I feel like Those are the people, in my opinion, that need you the most because those are the people that are going to then pave the way and tell hundreds and thousands and hundreds of thousands of other people, this is how I did it. Mm -hmm. And you, you can't do everything by yourself. We need to be told, we need to remember stories. And that's why we need community and people like you in our communities that are doing this kind of work. And it's, it's so hard to just get people to, like, have this kind of conversation. And those are not the people. That's not my process to get them to believe that they're great. I'll help them as much as I can. Um, but exactly what you said, like, I want to work with people who are like, what is that last block? Who's sitting in my space that has been controlling some of my energy reception for years, you know? And they do. They sit in there. And all, when you explained it to me, like, that you were trying to remove people, I could actually feel them running around trying to not get removed, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is something that when you can kind of open up to it, yeah, I just feel like you're, you're the perfect, you're like the, the, the spiritualists like access to the next level Mm -hmm. in a way. And Mm -hmm. that it's really nice. And who knew that you, you, like people who could do that existed. I mean, that's so beautiful. I know. Isn't it great? It's awesome. I just am like, it's too few and far between. Yes. You know, it's like. I think that, like, there's so many people that need this, like, service. Yes. So I'm happy you're putting stuff online. And so where, so besides your website, how can people follow you?
0: On Instagram, Colleen Lindstrom DC or Dr. Colleen Lindstrom. And get on my newsletter. And
1: TikTok will be Dr. Colleen Lindstrom too. Yes. And okay, last question. Is there anything that I didn't ask that I should have that you want to say?
0: Well, in closing, you asked the great evoking questions, um but in closing, I always like to kind of bring it all back together. Um, we are all on uh we are all on our own journey, our own spiritual journey at different. Uh, evolutionary uh, times. We're learning, we're all learning different lessons at different times. And this work can help you and support you regardless of where you are on the journey. And depending on your um, awareness and your level of consciousness of thyself. It may go quicker or slower, and what I can give as um, a gift is to begin to be aware of yourself and your experiences, like, why am I feeling like that, or what what is the lesson there, or why am I thinking about that person so much, or, you know, just becoming aware of yourself is and your energy and your energy and what you're doing using it for and focusing on that's like the first step to becoming self-aware and conscious because then you become a deliberate creator of your life you're not wishing things you're making them happen you're breathing in creation is breathing out and we want you we want that we yearn for that expression of each other
1: want you. That is so good. I love that. I had a girlfriend call me and she said, I'm really struggling and I'm not doing like great. And I said, well, what's going on? She said, well, we just moved. And, and I said, well, stop right there. (laughs) Did you cleanse the space? That you're living in. She goes, I've been in a funk ever since we moved here. I said, well, who lived there before you? Mm-hmm. Whose energy did you walk right into? Mm-hmm. Are you open to receiving other people's energy? She's one of the nicest girls I know. She said, oh my gosh, you're so, you're right. There's a giant p- hole punched in the door
0: uh. the day
1: that we, that we moved in. And I said, you got to go and get some sage and reclaim your energy in your space. She said, Melrose, I didn't even think about that. And I said, and besides that... Um, Like, what else is going on? And we talked, and, and it was so nice for me to be able to just have a two-minute conversation and help her, and I feel like that was only because I worked with you. And so I would challenge people to, if you're going to do this work, allow yourself to express that to other people in a way that is n- natural and organic to you, mm-hmm. because it does change you, you know, being able to work with someone like you, you're like, well, what's going on energetically in your life, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so I, yeah, I love that you're, that the, the gift is to, to tell people, maybe you want to open up to this idea and, and you can talk about it with other people. There's a lot more people that are willing to talk about this than you think. Yeah. It's time. It's It's time. time. And even my mom was, I mean, my mom's a boomer. We were having a conversation about you. She sees the work affecting me that you do and she's she's open to it because she's seeing me do the work right and with you yeah. and and on myself and I think that that's that's the key is that even the person you would think would never open up to it they they will they can mm-hmm. and okay well thank you so much for your time we love you and um, you know I hope we'll have many more segments with you and just thank you for being a part of creating. A business and a career with awareness as part of your journey together I think that we can make authentic and effective changes to turn dreams into the reality for all the good of all the people and all the planet so thank you
0: I agree 100% Mm. and I'm thanking you and all of you listening sending you so many blessings um blessings raining upon you and your life hmm
1: Nothing in this podcast is a recommendation. Hey all you sea stars, goddesses, naiads, and neptunes, aka the paradisiacs, who care about the important stuff. I hope you all found some inspiration today and I hope to have your beautiful souls back for our next episode. This podcast supports a beautiful group of humans who gather on full moons and to find a link for Howl and Heal and for our website with these episodes, details, and blog, head to themelrosehow.com. You can also connect with me on IG at Melrose Wild, or at The Melrose Podcast. Again, this is Melrose. I hope after you listen to this conversation, you feel some magic brewing in your own destiny. Thank you for listening and please subscribe or follow us to get updates on new episodes. And if you love this podcast, the best compliment is to rate us with five stars and maybe leave a little love note about how this podcast might be helping you. Have a wonderful day and may the forces of wholeness and growth be with you all. We did it!